you said you wanted to rant. What did you want to rant about? We have a million and one ways to kill each other on planet Earth, and yet I can't get global freaking internet. Come on. That does seem really odd, doesn't it? It does. It seems like, like, like killing people is big business. Like if, if you're an alien and you're, you're doing the drive by, hey, there's Earth. Let's go check it out, honey. I mean, the first thing you got to do is get through all the space junk. Then the second thing you're going to do is go, holy crap, look at all these standing armies. These people just hate each other. And oh, by the way, I do a little bit of Google. Yeah, because there's like aliens use Google, right? right. <laughs> and, and they're like, no signal. <laughs> like, screw this place. Let's go to a different solar system. But seriously, why can't we have... Why can't it be a... Why can't it be a staple? Why does it have to be a thing? Right. Like, shouldn't this be like some great, I mean, we have an international space station. You tell me we can't have an international global constellation like GPS that all it does is it relays the internet. So are we, are we selling this conversation short because technically we do have global internet with the cell phone networks? I mean, um, damn near close, right? Well, let me define global. Basically, anywhere north and south of the Arctic and Antarctic circles because of the way satellites work, geosynchronous, blah, blah, blah. Basically, where there's land on Earth, you should be able to get a signal. So shouldn't cell towers are, you know, very small area networks where direct TV has a vantage point way up high in the sky and they can you can obviously download from direct tv you know let's say direct tv is now an internet provider you you can download because you have a shot and you have a dish that points to that satellite that barely moves in the sky if not doesn't move at all so why is it that we can't have some sort of government initiative just like the gp gps is like run by the air force for crying out loud so why can't we just have some relays? Now, I know Mr. Musk, I don't know if I should call him Elon. We're not on a first-name basis. He doesn't <laughs> reach my calls still. Um, you know, he's doing the whole initiative where something like this, but I, I haven't really looked into it much. But the point is, is in the middle of nowhere, I should be able to have a dish that runs to my router, and it just works. Now, well, the military kind of does, right? Yes. Now, that was my job in the military. I was a satellite uh, operator. Uh, operator and maintainer 25 sierra go army um and so download is no problem it's the upload because you have to have a transmitter to send it back up so um that's where it gets a little complicated because those put off radiation and weather and all this so i realize it's not that simple but it's also shouldn't be this hard in year 2018 where we're going holy shit all i have is like this really shit DSL connection, and that's my only option. And is I'm like, what, is that what you're on right now? DSL, a shit DSL connection, yes, like a 128k. Oh, no, no. it you know, they were, I'm sure they're paying for 10 meg, but you know, you do a speed test, you're getting two meg down, and you're getting like a half meg up, right? That's it. So it just blows my mind um, that we just don't have the infrastructure for the internet because. I don't know about you, but I, I think the internet's here to stay. Maybe not. Could be wrong. Um, it's it's bit ubiquitous these days. Definitely not a fad. I think it's moved out of fad. 
agree. And I think, um, you know, maybe it's capitalism getting in the way. I hate to sound socialist, but maybe it's capitalism going, Hey, we could do that, but you know what? Where's the money, Kevin? <laughs> you know, well, well it, you know. what's your 4g LTE like where you are right now? Well, if I look at it here, since I'm in the basement, kind of tucked away from windows, I get, it looks like one bar. And Ooh, if I, that wouldn't work. <laughs> well, if I, if I move close to like the doorway here that has a shot to a window, you know, I could actually work off that quite often. And I'm on a unlimited Verizon plan, which means I will never run out. However, at no point did they say we won't throttle your ass. And right. so... So I buy 15 gig a month at whatever I can pull in. And sometimes that's respectable. And what I call respectable over the cell towers, I can get 10, 15, 20 meg just over the cell tower. So it totally kills DSL. However, well, I wonder if we could try it for an episode too, just to see if it's any different. But Well, here so comes far, the however, but... Oh, dot, dot, dot. But. <laughs> I've run out of my 15 gig for the month and it is now throttled to 600k. So, um, and that's just download and upload is, you know, south of that usually. So where's my global internet? Um, shouldn't we be working towards these things instead of, um, nuclear bomb technology and things like that? Sorry to sound all like weird and liberal, right. but no, no. <laughs> I'm just well, saying, well, speaking of working toward things, uh, we're doing this diet challenge. I don't know. Is it diet challenge? Is it lifestyle challenge? What kind of challenge is this? Anyway? I don't want it to be a diet challenge because a diet to me uh, emotes fad and temporary. I want it to be a lifestyle change. So it's a lifestyle challenge, but our metric for determining who wins the challenge is weight loss because uh, yeah, it's measure. I'm a firm believer and you have to quantify goals. Otherwise they are kind of pointless. Well, I mean, you, yeah, yeah. you have to have targets uh, or not too high, too low, whatever. That's the, that's the target aim that way and shoot fire. So, so the, so the end of our lifestyle change challenge, uh, is the end of January, January 31st. Or yes. Whatever that episode recording, uh, time period is for the end of January. Let's see. That would be the 30th. That last episode we would record in January would be the 30th. So the challenge ends on the 30th of January. And I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, we're each losing 21 pounds. Roger that. That is correct. So our, our target is the first one to lose 21 pounds. 21 pounds lost will put me at a svelte 165. And 21 pounds lost for Kev puts him at... Uh, 170. 170. Now, Kevin is an inch and a half taller than me, so that kind of makes up for the five-pound difference, we think. I don't know. We just picked some numbers that seemed uh, realistic. So we're a week in, and uh, I weighed in at 180.6 this morning. Ooh, you got decimal. So I'm on an old analog <laughs> scale, so I take what I can get right now. And um, I am at 185 as of today. So we're kind of like right on pace with each other at this we're, point. We're, I think we're neck and neck because as long as I've we're lost five pounds... pounds, you know, yeah. as long as I can stay within five pounds of you, right. I think we're like, yeah, neck and neck. Now, the funny thing is we're both taking 
I don't know, fairly, I don't know. They're not the same approach, but they're not completely different either. So you want to explain, you want to, you want to exercise, explain it to me, what you're doing versus what I'm doing. Uh, Well, we talked about this a little bit on the last show. Um, If you want to, anybody who's listening, dial back and uh, find out what the full details of the challenge are. You've discussed exercise to the point of failure. I'm not a believer in that. Um, And I'm probably doing a little bit more uh, on the regular cardio than you are as far as exercise goes. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do right now, I I basically do, I do a few things. So I do push-ups by rep count and then I do my core stuff by time count. So I'll do like a flutter kick or a plank until the timer counts all the way down. And it helps me mentally just go to the, X as opposed to, you know, do my flare kicks quicker so I can be done faster. So I kind of mix it up. And then uh, for running, uh, I've got on three runs, but I haven't timed any of them. I keep forgetting. Not that I don't want to. <laughs> um, I do have a Fitbit on the way, but I'm going to set my baseline and then I'm going to try to reduce my time over time. So that's the exercise component, right? Yep. And then I'm we have nutritional differences. Yep. Oh, and go ahead. As far as my exercise, I'm staying pretty traditional, at least every other day doing a 30 second cardio session on the elliptical. And then every day I just downtime during the day, I do alternating sets of pushups, kettlebell swings, squats, and planks. And, uh, and I'm just kind of ramping up the reps on that for each set. So I just kind of throw those in, kind of taking the, the power and then doing some deadlifting too, kind of doing some powerlifting stuff to boost that metabolism. Nothing, nothing crazy. Not looking to put a bunch of muscle on through this. <laughs> and nutrition wise, you're doing keto and I am going, I need my carbs. <laughs> yeah, but I saw that picture of your shopping cart today. You're doing it pretty. I mean, you, I said you were on the fruit diet or something. Uncle like Bob told me fruit has too much sugar in it and shamed me today. But as long as you're doing calorie, up. as long as you're doing calorie deficit, then you're going to lose weight. So, I mean, it's just, I'm trying to burn fat for energy and you're just kind of burning sugar for energy. So it's all good. It's just funny. <laughs> I, I think that was a slight comment. <laughs> was it not? <laughs> no, no, God, no, God, no. If we both make our goals, then it doesn't really matter how we got there. It's just it, no surprise should not be any surprise to anyone who normally listens that uh, Kevin and Bob are taking two slightly different paths to uh, to an answer. <laughs> you know, I, I feel guilty. Maybe I should uh, turn on my my. Uh, my podcast zoom on my phone and go run. We'll do the first ever podcast while jogging. <laughs> It'll be a shit show. No, it's yeah, a terrible no, idea. that wouldn't be any fun at all. Uh, no, I can't talk while jogging after a while anyway. So, all right. So we're using my fitness pal and we're now friends. I don't know what that gets me now that we're friends on my fitness pal. Maybe I can just see how you're beating me. And well, you'll see like when I log stuff, you'll see, um, you'll see when I log stuff. I don't know if, I guess you'll see when I update my weight. Do you update your weight in there as well? I, I do. It's even got spots for, you can take a picture and, and have like a over time. And I've, I've done a few shots, but they're not leaving my phone anytime soon. Hackers back off. Yeah. I'm not ballsy enough to do that either. So um, yeah, I just, uh, for right now, I haven't been 
very good about tracking my phone or my food. I do see that two hours ago, your food and diary, your food and exercise diary was completed. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I don't see anything else about you. I don't think. Like, yeah. I don't. I, don't well, I do see you lost five pounds. That's what I see. I don't see your weight. But it doesn't say what my actual weight is. Cause I was totally trying to see what yours. Was. <laughs> Correct. No, it just tells you how much you've lost. So. And so I've ordered and mine, actually says, mine actually says plus 1.2 or something like that though, because I've been using this for over a long time and I am over what I was like months prior. Oh, and I signed up for a challenge. Uh, Dick Sporting Goods is a challenge. So if you log 15 workouts in the next 30 days, you get eligible for like a gift card drawing. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. I don't know if you saw I, that. It's a great app. Yeah, I did actually see that notification too. It's a great app for that. You so can, you can drive I, yourself in a bunch of different ways. I have ordered way too much gear. Now I know what industry I need to target with my coding. Uh, I ordered a Fitbit, um, which I'm going to tether to my phone while I run and all that stuff. Cause I want to know my exact distances and whatnot. I ordered two 30 pound kettlebells because I'm graduating from the two 20 pounders that I have. I just need more resistance, which is a good thing. I bought some resistance bands, which are basically giant freaking rubber bands and uh, saw some pretty good exercises to do with that. So I'm a big believer of, uh, uh, well, not a big believer. It's preferential that I work from work out from home as well as work from home just because it's not really the membership. It's just the ass pain of driving over there. I think that would be a barrier to my success. Yes. Getting there is the hardest part. And when there is right there in your house, then it's much easier to get there. Exactly. Um, still playing basketball. We've played two games now. We've lost both. We lost first game by six. Uh, we lost this last one in overtime by one point. And last year, the team was losing by 20. And it's not because of me because I haven't yet scored. But, man, I get some boards and get some steals. Yes, I do. <laughs> and get your hustle on. That's right. All right. All so right. That's you, ready, our- you ready to talk some tech? Let's do it. You are listening to The Bob and Kevin Show with Bob Beattybar and Kevin Gieszewski. Each week, we cover relevant tech and social issues related to technology. And more weeks than not, we're joined by special guests to add additional perspective to our topics. Our website is bobandkevin.show. And our episodes can be found on virtually any podcast network. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Bob and Kevin Show. today well kevin i think we're gonna cover a handful of topics that we've actually talked about before interesting that the news stream is finally catching up uh facial recognition is it going too far uh voice technologies have they really developed anything new or just repackaged some old stuff and uh apparently alibaba kicking amazon's ass and maybe some other stuff along the way that kevin has posted to me throughout the week so without further ado, I'm Bob from the Bob and Kevin Show, and my co-host, as usual, is me. He's never going to say his name, ladies and gentlemen, never going to say his name. So with that, Kevin, get us into the topics today. 
Well, I'm going to start with uh, another rant. So I've been trying. Or not get into the topics today. (laughs) I was tasked with uh, kind of touching different APIs today. And let me tell you, man, Google to me, and I don't want to prejudice the jury here. So I'm curious what you think. Google's like interfaces, their APIs, their all these hoops you got to go through just to get your own freaking data is ridiculous. And I spent an extreme amount of time following step-by-step instructions. First, you got to do this. Now you got to do this. Now go over here. Now you do this. Now, now tip your hat sideways. Now do this, you know, now tap your foot three times. And I was still far from my API, not because I hadn't made progress. I made a ton of progress, but it's just all these hoops. What the hell has happened to Google? Well, first of all, I guess I don't have a frame of reference of where they were, but what, what's your take on what's happened to them? Because I would, when you say API, I'm thinking, okay, so you've got an endpoint and you ask it for some stuff and you either, yes. you either get it all or you get just the pieces that you ask for on a filter. Yes. Well, okay. So how did they complicate that? Um, so it's an, it's AdWords and, you can't use your AdWords account. You have to create a new account with a separate email just for API access. And once you do that, then you have to link your account to this management account because there's like this management account. You can't just use your, your stuff here. And then you have to, depending on the API you want to use, you have to either use OAuth 2, get a token. There's like six things. And there's Google splintered all their things. So there's something called Ad Manager and AdWords. And you have to click a thing that says, well, which one am I using? Because I have no freaking idea. It's got the word ad. I just need to know ads. And then you have to like, well, if we if this icon appears in the top right, this is your experience. If this icon is in the top right, this is your... So you start having these different forks. Oh, these forks... Yeah. yeah. These forks start explaining that, okay, click here, do this. And guess what? The UI has changed and the documentation is old. So now we're just like in this, what applies? And then finally, I get to an SDK and they've got one for, you know... Uh, you know, all the usual Sussex, Python over at Google, they've got Java. Hey, look at that. They got a .NET one. You click on that one, and it's like the most unhelpful code base ever. And they want you to use this SDK that I have yet to find. Look, I just, if, if I didn't have anything but curl, what could I type? What are my options? And that is usually the de facto curl, just the command line uh, right. thingy. and uh, oh my gosh. So I got super frustrated there. So then I had to go over to Facebook. Yes, Facebook, the, the platform I quit. So I had to sign up with a business account just so I could access somebody else's API. And then, you know, they ask personal information. Hey, what's your birthday? Hey, what's your gender? I'm like, you know, honestly, I don't care to share that with you, but they don't give you the option to not, you know. Oh, so that dropped down that drop down was the Facebook API, not the Google one? Um, I can't remember which one I sent you. Um, T, uh, spoiler alert. We're going to talk about gender drop down boxes here and please, don't add us, please, for the love of God. Or you, <laughs> or, or, share your thoughts on where we screw this up, please. Yeah, because I'm sure we will. But, uh, so there's that. And then I, then I go to a, a third API that's, um, kind of a, I've never heard of before. Bam. I have a token. Bam. I'm in the API in like two minutes. And then, you know, 
I didn't really go into deep dive on the Facebook API, but again, now you got to create this app and you got to do this and you got to do this. And it's just barrier after barrier. Holy crap. Um, do you think that yeah. that is because of just the whole like bootstrapped rambling nature of both of those giant behemoth projects? Yeah. What I think it is, is small company is very tight, organized focus. Two big companies have probably deprecated more APIs than I, than the number of years I've been alive. And they just, and it's just the wild west because they're such big companies, both Facebook and Google. And there's the standard is, is there's no standard or it's the standard of the week. And now when you marry standards of the week over time, you get this just ball of mud and, for wasn't, me, face, go wasn't ahead. GraphQL meant to like cool that out for everything on the Facebook side, at least because I mean, they're so, all over the place and that's why they needed something I'm, like a GraphQL, right? I'm going to give Facebook a mulligan right now because I'm, I'm, I'm not even to the API yet. I have to create an app, which I don't have access to. And, <laughs> oh, deep breathe. Um, but Google, I have full access and it is just a shit show of, if then else, and it's all in this documentation form and it just none of it is clear. And I mean, do you remember using YouTube when back in the day? I don't know how you thought the UI was there. I, I just think it's terrible, especially the management UI. It's just like, I don't, I don't really know what to do here. And in Google, shouldn't we be looking at you guys as one of the like trendsetters? The, this is the way it's done guys or and gals, you know, you know, this is the way we do it. Man, I'm going to screw up this episode. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm just continually disappointed by, by Google over the years. They, they are on a downward trend for me still. They're, they are grounded. If you remember a few episodes back, they're still grounded. Yes. And it was funny because one of the things that you said is, don't you think, you know, someone like them would have an army of people who just specialized in UX? Well, they probably do. The problem is, is they probably have n no, <laughs> well, UX is very opinionated, right? I think it should be like this. I think it should be like this. Well, I get paid more than you. I win, you know? So <laughs> it's, <laughs> so that's part of the problem. It's very subjective. They're, what is the air quotes right way? I don't know. But Maybe if, if I could define it. But if you back it up with data, like, I mean, so Google is a data giant. So if you back it up with research and data, then UX actually is not opinionated. We've tested mm. this with 60,000 users and 48,000 of them liked it this way. They were more successful in their tasks this way. What if you don't conduct a test? Well, you have to. That's UX is a, that's, that's a critical part of UX is testing. Maybe they ain't doing that because... Well, yeah, I've or, never or if, asked a demo or, or maybe that's why everything's in beta. Maybe everything is a giant <laughs> test. Well, and then think about the two different main user groups. You've got non-tech users, you've got the sheep, the, the users, and then you have the shepherds, the developers. Do you really think there's a whole lot of A-B testing going on on, hey, how does our API work? I don't think they give two shits about that. All they care about is that front end sheep experience in my opinion. Right. But still, even in that regard, you, it's very difficult to know where to click to get to the information that you need to get rolling. When you have a free API, how motivated are you 
as a API provider to get people onboarded if you're not going to make any money on this. I know, true enough. But I mean, apparently their model has been, it's free, it's free, it's free. Oops, it's not. <laughs> I, I need to coin a term because I keep saying what this is. But basically, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on the show, but some companies are so successful that they can afford to be sloppy. Does it, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So we make so much money, guys. It's, it's FU money. gals. Damn it, I did it again. <laughs> that, that, yeah, we have FU money. And then if we're sloppy, who cares? It's a tax write-off. All that slop is tax write-off anyway. So what are, we need to coin a term for, you know what? We're doing so well, we can afford to be sloppy, and we have zero motivation to tighten that up. I think it's called so, monopoly. It's very possible. Because I've, <laughs> I've worked for a few companies, well, one in particular, where that was the case. We were pulling in money so fast, we could barely keep up counting it, let alone give a shit about fixing any of the slop. And I would say most companies would say, sign me up. Where do I get me some of that? Right. I think at this time, it's important to let the listeners know (laughs) the thoughts and opinions expressed by Bob and Kevin on the Bob and Kevin show are exclusively and implicitly the thoughts and opinions of Bob and Kevin only, not their employers. And we're back. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like inverse, inversely proportional. The more successful you are, the less tight and focused you can be. You can be more sloppy. And the less successful you are, the more you think it's because you're sloppy. And right. you, you're motivated to clean things up. Right. And <laughs> it's like the small team is trying too hard because across every team, dotting every eye and going, why is there no money? And the big companies are going, you know what? We have the most insecure, unsecure, is it insecure? Unsecure API ever, but it gives you what you want, when you want it, and it's like data porn, and just give us the money, and if it goes down three times this month, you won't care because it's data porn and you're addicted. You know, it's like... Perfect perfect being the enemy of good, and then you need us, we don't care. (laughs) Right. So anyway, that was a long opening rant. Um, we have some other topics I, to talk about. It wasn't necessarily a rant. And uh, I think I would want to, so since you've screwed up the whole guys thing several times in the last <laughs> few minutes, let's, let's jump into this little graphic uh, that you shit. pasted to me earlier today. Kevin pasted in our group Slack chat uh, a drop-down dialogue. And it's, this is Google, by the way. I'm sure. Oh, it was Google. Yeah, because it's got the blue. It, I think that is Google blue for sure. Um, it's got a gender drop down, gender selection drop down, and it says female, male, rather not say, or custom. So, I'm going to jump in with my thoughts right away. Um, why the fuck does it matter? Like, why do you? Wh- why on this intake form? What? Where? What was the context of this intake form to sign up for the API? To yes, it was. It was creating a user account. They want to know my gender, and they want to know your gender for why? To tailor my experience, I believe. To tailor your experience. In fact, this might be Facebook. Gosh, I can't remember. I just know that they both asked, and but they did they Facebook- both give. Well, okay, so one probably just gave male, female, and the, this other more, I'm throwing progressive in air quotes. Oh, Maybe damn these it. other two options. I, I don't, I don't want to get it wrong. One of them was Facebook, one of them was Google, and I signed up for both today. Facebook definitely said, we need your gender because we want to tailor your experience. 
Oh boy, this is just. I, I think it's bullshit. I think it's so challenging on so many levels. They want the they want your gender because they want the data of your demographic. Gender. Yeah, that's okay. all they want. They want the demographic data, and but it's kind of like somebody posted a long time ago that um the a picture of a t-shirt place this meme and it was a picture of a t-shirt place and it says there are not there are not only two genders is like what the writing was on the t-shirt and then in the little selector down below to pick your t-shirt it was your size and do you want the male or the female version of the shirt okay <laughs> the cut so the right. the t-shirt itself says there are more than two genders but in the drop down selector it has male <laughs> and female so like that's, that was a that's, that's a gender irony thing but why does the style have to be gender specific why can't it just be you have cut a and cut b and cut a and cut b have different sizing it doesn't matter what your what your junk is it doesn't even matter how you identify it's all right let me put you on the spot we have um, two different uh, cuts I'm putting you on a spot. Um, and we've already had our disclaimer. So let's let's imagine you work for Acme Corp. And Acme Corp suits come down and say, Bob, we need first name, last name, gender on this sign-up form. What does your drop-down look like, Bob? Well, first of all, I would educate the um, management team at Acme Inc. that this is just a, a shit bucket that they're stepping into and they might... <laughs> Think very carefully before they even put the gender. I would ask why it's necessary. First and foremost, why okay. is it necessary? It's a great, it's a great question, by the way. Secondly, um, do you feel that this is inclusive enough? Or, or what are the options that you're going to include that are going to make us look like a company that's thinking about inclusivity? All right. So those would be my two things. Like, and I, first and foremost, the consultative part of me would be like, well, what the fuck do we need this for? Why do we need to know the person's gender? Right. And if they say, well, because they get a free t-shirt when they sign up, then let's give them the option of which style they would like to pick instead of I, telling us. That I really like your answers, by the way, because let's make no assumptions. I mean, even like the, mo the more benign assumption, I am a male and I'm signing up, but I want the female shirt because I'm going to give it to my wife potentially you know right um yeah so that's good so we've got male female I know say, squishy answers because then you're like oh damn what's the next question <laughs> <laughs> so right now i'm tracking i'm tracking with you i think the best thing to do is is why are we asking this question right well because the he because the world hasn't and when i'm i'm saying the world here i'm saying the marketing world the marketing world hasn't evolved past standard demographic breakdowns. And one of the standard demographic breakdowns is the stereotyping and assumption that to, and you mentioned it earlier when they said, cause so we can tailor your experience. So they think the marketing world thinks they have it figured out of what it, the experience is for a man versus an experience for a woman or male and yeah. female, whichever term. And, and to stereotype the pink versus blue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They think they've got it nutted down to pink versus blue. And it's going to take, I mean, think about how long it's taken and it, they still don't have this part, right? With, you know, like marketing for women. Um, they don't have this right. So think about how long that's taken. Think about how much longer it's going to take for them to just actually start marketing for people. Hmm. So I, I, I don't want to 
cross-contaminate this, but you know, you've also got a similar corollary here with the race strap down, right? This is the Bob and Kevin show after all. So you can totally (laughs) cross-contaminate. Well, so, so, you know, race too. I've always kind of like scratched my head and go, why do you need to know my race? I can't remember the last time that I've remembered seeing one on a non-government site though. Yep. Government is usually where I see it, which is ironic, I think. And once um, again, but, that's weird. It, it's not about the experience. That's about tracking. That's census type data tracking. I, I really wish we were more homogenous in our human. It's like we're humans. Are you human or not human? You know, that's basically all I really care about. Well, I think that, you know, without getting too like hippy dippy about it, I think you're going to see companies that are thinking about the world in the correct way, focusing on the human experience, not the gender, creed, color experience. So I can guarantee you if Acme Corp was located in my neck of the woods, um, and certain beliefs prevailed, it would absolutely represent what is on your birth certificate because it's a common political drum that gets beat around here. It's nope, there is no such thing as is you know biologically. It's it's like we're asking. We almost got to ask what question are you asking? So because you have gender at birth, that's kind of more factual, and then you have gender you identify with. So a lot of times those lines get blurred into the same thing. But unless right? I'm buying a penis sock my my gender at birth is relatively irrelevant it only really matters probably to your partner right (laughs) do you have one of those or do you not have one of those and doesn't matter either way once again that may or may not even be important like i mean and you're not going to fill out a form for that all right except maybe on a dating site i guess yeah. So, all right. Let me give you two examples where this gets complicated. The police arrest you, Bob, and a dating site. So let's go with the police. So the police arrest Bob. Scenario A. The police. Yes. <laughs> Bob has been arrested for excessive happiness uh, in Batavia, Illinois. Kevin is uh, driving as we speak to go bail him out. I, 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 I now have a lawyer, or uh, I have passed the bar exam, so I am now his lawyer, and I request a copy of the police report, and right there it says gender, and it has two boxes. You can check one or check the other, male or female. Should we change those two, Bob? Yeah. Why not? Wait, like, Because, first of all, I get arrested. Unless they stick their hands down my pants, they're not going to know be able to verify my gender of birth. And okay. so, I mean, it, it just, it just seems like it, it just, uh, I, and take this, take this statement, not out of context, anybody who's listening, it just seems like such an irrelevant piece of factual data. Just to complicate it one more <laughs> level, because it wouldn't be the Bob and Kevin show unless we did. All right, Bob. Spoiler Kevin alert, fit- we're not solving anything just for the record. <laughs> Uh, your cheap ass lawyer Kevin has failed to get you bonded out, and now they're putting you into the happiness tank. Are they putting you into the which tank are they putting you into? I'm I'm going to be in trouble no matter which tank I go into. So, um, uh, do you get to pick? Is my question. 
That's that's a great question. And I mean, so wow, this is weird. I didn't I really put you on a spot. You can you can punt if you want to. It's fourth down. I know, but there's there's some important things to be said here. And so I have real life experience even within the last 24 hours. You've, you've not been of, arrested for happiness? Not of getting arrested for happiness and having to pick which tank I was going to go into. But um, being a school board member, we're challenged with this a lot. And the argument that gets presented all the time, and this is kind of where the getting arrested thing would go, is, is it an issue related to safety? And I think being in the overnight happiness tank or in a prison cell is a little bit different than an educational experience. So we often as school board members take into account the safety of all the children involved. So where is the, where is the child who claims an identity who identifies as a different gender? Like where does that child go? Where's that child the most comfortable, safe? not just comfortable, but comfortable and safe. Where does that child not fear for their safety? So then the counter argument to that is, well, do the other children fear for their safety because of the presence of that new student? And that's where it gets like, you know, you can't say, well, no, of course they shouldn't feel concerned for their safety because they actually do. But at the end of the day, I think that one the one definitely outweighs the many because the safety of one individual is much easier to accommodate than the, the concern of safety for many. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to bail you out, but not, um, <laughs> not in jail, but figuratively here. So let's return the call stack here. We're about two or three deep back to the drop down. So <laughs> if I could summarize, if somebody ask you to create a gender drop down. The first question is, is, is it really necessary? Yeah. And why secondly, do we need it? Why do we need it? And secondly, in the case of t-shirts, because I could easily see if somebody said, well, yeah, we need to know if you're getting the female, or the male version, I think it would be way easier. And man, I actually think you did solve some things here for me. You, you basically say, well, here we got package A and package B and even package C or, or we got permutations of all the goodies which one would you like? Yeah. And you get to pick whatever. This one's got a scoop neck and shorter sleeves. And this one has a round neck and longer tail kind of thing. I mean, it's just, you just pick your, you pick the style that suits you, not your gender. And I also think we can agree that this is a super slippery yes. topic at most organizations because it isn't just where I would work or you would work. I think a lot of places might actually have the well what the heck do we do guys i mean or damn it <laughs> gang <laughs> oh my god y'all all right so, what do so we do y'all that's the third time i'm really trying to break myself from using the, the phrase guys it is yet another topic i'm gonna get in trouble on i am actively trying don't at me for the love of god okay and it's super fun to say y'all so just try to say y'all uh, no it makes me sound way too much like i'm from indiana but oh, if wait. everybody starts saying golf, <laughs> then nobody knows where you're from. And nobody from Europe has any idea what that means. They, they think we're from Texas some, suddenly. So. Right. Okay. Uh, final word on that topic. Uh, it's sticky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the final right. word. So 
I was reading an article about voice assistants. I shared it with you briefly right before the show. And long story short, the gist of the article was on Recode. And if, if we're nice, we'll leave the, the link somewhere. Actually, if it, it's more of a function if we remember. Um, oh, I'm way too lazy when I write those up. Yeah, publish, totally. Publish, publish, publish. Um, basically, it's like, what has the voice activated things gotten us? What's the most use cases in it? Is it anything really new? And really the article I think comes up with, well, it's really nothing new. It's just, you know, a different way of accessing the same old, same old. The use cases, Bob, you, uh, I don't know if you're, are you looking at the article right now? Or, no, actually I was staring at the picture thinking it was going to give me some kind of knowledge. <laughs> no. So a little quick trivia here. What is the number one use case for a smart speaker? Probably playing music. Very good. What's the number two? Uh, turn on my lights? No, that is somewhere farther oh, down. Tell me the weather. There we go. Are you cheating? You're cheating. I am cheating now. I found <laughs> that part of it. All right. So for, for the lay listener, it goes music, weather, fun questions, online search, alarms, checking the news, making calls, and it starts to drop off pretty quick there. Whoa, that's so funny because mine goes smart home commands and then music and then hardly any of that other stuff uh yeah no it probably goes probably goes uh smart home music and then alerts and reminders so bob i don't know if you have your tinfoil hat on actually you totally have it on i see it um do do smart home speakers, no that's just my head <laughs> are smart home speakers uh, listening and recording your private conversations. Most definitely. I think so too. <laughs> and if I look at the list here in this article, um, where do people put their smart speakers? Uh, about half the living room, about a little less than half the kitchen. Then the bedroom was there. I'm like, no way. I have, we have one bedroom. in our bedroom. Yeah, we have one. Oh, man. I mean, I can see like Bounch. weather. Bow, wow. <laughs> hey, and if you're from the farm, it's brown chicken, brown cow. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. The bedroom, I guess for alarms, that would be a perfect use case. Weather. Like but now noise. we're just getting. Okay. All right. I was thinking it was kind of lazy to put one in there. But uh, living room and kitchen, I could see those two. Anyway. Um, what do you think the future is of smart speaker technology? Is what where is there room to grow? Well, it's funny. Your crystal ball. It's funny that you asked that um, because if you've you, you're not you're not watching much TV these days um, because of being displaced, right? Um, I'm watching Direct TV, so it's all appointment television, no on demand. Oh, so you're not okay. So you are seeing commercials then. I am. And it's so weird. Just so you know, I haven't watched appointment television in years and it's so weird to see a commercial and explain what they are to my children. Well, and we watch a lot of um, network on demand, so they still splice in commercials. Um, ah. And the interesting thing is, is that the holiday season ads are ramping up and our good friends at Google and Amazon are going head to head at each other already this season with what they're calling their next innovation in this smart speaker technology or voice assistant technology and it's uh it's going to what the hell was that sorry i've got a dog next to me oh i thought you spilled a jug of water um <laughs> no uh so they're the new thing for them is the the video so it's the smart speaker or the smart you know the digital assistant with the video display so they're oh, are you talking about the facebook thing that uh 
Well, yeah. So there's the Facebook thing, which I've only seen brief blips of ads on that one. But Amazon and uh, Google have both launched like seven to nine inch tabletop video conferencing uh, voice assistant technology for Christmas. Hmm. So do you trust Facebook to deliver uh, that sort of thing? I mean, obviously the product's out there, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still of a firm believer that most people don't care anymore. No, I think Young it, people don't care. I think that one's going to flop. I mean, I think that, uh, I think that Google and Amazon have a pretty good foothold, so they'll get more devices out there. But, um, sure. the speaker technology, you know, cause that's another thing that they're all doing is they're coming out with better speakers and their cheaper products, plus their more expensive products as well. But this my biggest the okay. speaker technology will top out though. So like my, it's always going to, there's going to be a limit. My biggest gripe with my echoes is I can't pl- play a song on one and have it sync to the other X number, you know, a whole house, you well, know, you have, like to, music. you have to pony up a couple more dollars than the $30 echo dot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well. You, you have to go with a Sonos product, which I have, many of those because we love them here at our house but yeah those but have, those have a uh, amazon built in now too i can only keep up with so many ecosystems i have to keep up with the ios ecosystem the android ecosystem the alexa ecosystem etc cetera, etc cetera. i can only i have brand or ecosystem fatigue at this point where it's just like ah. yeah but sonos is one of those really nice chameleon ones that it's it, it just fits in with your ecosystems that you already have like I don't ever really have to use the app if I don't want to. So it's just plug. It's part of my network. It's not Bluetooth. It's it's amazing. Can't say enough hmm. about them. Well, I will have to do some research on that. All right. Their sound so, quality, superb. So if I could segue to Alibaba. Um, you want to guess? Sure. Buying electronics? Let's go for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think you and I talked about this. Well, you want to guess how much uh, in a single day sales they made on Sunday? I saw the thing you posted. I'm not, I mean, because it's ridiculous. I would love to, um, too bad people. 30 billion. <laughs> 30 billion. That's more than a billion dollars an hour. Oh my gosh. You know, are you kidding me? So, but that's um, only in, that's only in Eastern Asia, right? Asia, or in correct. Asia? Yeah, China uh, specifically, but I, I'm pretty sure it covers like Indonesia and you know right. Oceania. So, but do, do, uh, people in, do people in India do Alibaba or do they do Amazon or do they have both there? That I don't know, but I, I did recently find out that Apple's having a shit time getting a foothold in India. Android is just killing it there, or in some off-brand. You know, they might be using Android, but yeah, yeah, Apple. so. Apple helped tank the Dow the other day because they had some bad sales forecasts. They're going to reach saturation too any day now. Well, yeah, because the number of hipsters coming out of college is not growing exponentially. <laughs> it's pretty, it's only a steady state. Well, and they're not making devices for any kind of a discount market at all where Android does. I can't uh, reason why I would get like a, a MacBook Pro when Apple keeps trying to prevent me from 
servicing it. I mean, they, they go to some serious extremes. Not only is it hard to open up one and iPhone too, but they make it so um, the parts cannot be third party and all these different things. And I'm just like, gosh, who are we? I mean, your, your own phones, you like limit them to like a two year thing. And you basically say, we no longer support them. And I can't go to a third party place to get a new screen or something. You know, it's just crazy. It's the whole, it's the whole drug dealer model, man. It's the ecosystem thing again. You will play by our rules or you will. And you need our, (laughs) you need our heroin. Yeah. You can only get our heroin. Don't get their heroin. It works just, you get the same high, but it has to be branded Apple. And I just, uh, it just bugs me to no end. Well, no, because uh, Joe Rogan talks about this all the time. They they lock you in because you can't, uh, they're iMessaging. Like they have so many like cool features that you only get through them. Like your iMessage, your FaceTime, yeah. your, you know, and, and once you switch, they they make it almost impossible to switch back and get back into that ecosystem. You have to become a new identity basically. I feel like Apple needs to open source their hardware and I don't mean their patents and all their new stuff, but just let some third party make something and let the, let the actual phone owner at their own risk, choose where their parts come from. Well, they, that freaking hard. They did that with their desktop computers back in the nineties, the power towers. Uh, I can't remember the name of the actual company that was, I think it was power computing. Yeah. Power computing when they opened up their hardware licensing for the desktops, and then power computing came up with these badass uh, design machines, and we had a whole agency filled with them. And then I think it was only two years later, Apple was like, "Nah, just kidding. We're going to buy power computing because they make great shit, and no one else can use our hardware anymore." <laughs> yeah, I, I just think that's against the spirit of things. I mean, freaking Microsoft open source MS DOS uh, a few weeks ago, and I was looking at that. I mean. It's just so weird how the tables turn in Silicon Valley and, and the Northwest. Um, Apple, I love your iPad, but it's only because I probably didn't get a Surface first. And I, I don't know, I'm just just kind of against the whole spirit of their hardware strategy. We're a mixed family. We have Microsoft stuff and we have Apple stuff. And actually, my oldest has an Android phone and he loves it. Yeah, we're, we're definitely mixed. I've got the Android, the wife's got the iPhone, uh, one of the kids is an iPhone, one of the other kids has an iPod. We have several iPads in the family. I have a PC for work, PC or laptop, Windows laptop for work. So yeah, we're, we're mixed. Um, I would love to get back into a MacBook Pro, but I, I keep asking myself, why Kevin? Well, I like I like OS 10. It's not bad. It's very simple. I just like the feel of it. I like the look of an of a Mac, but they've made some really dumb decisions with the whole touch bar, the the yep. keyboard thing, the well, our hardware specs suck and they cost twice as much as the competitor. I just don't understand. <laughs> they've given me no reason to even want to look their way anymore. So I hope that changes one day. I like competition. Yeah, you pasted something interesting right before we went on the air that Zuckerberg orders all execs to use. Andrew, oh, yeah. Not, not yeah, all was, of his employees, just the executives. 
Well, I was thumbing through Recode or some some app that's on my phone, and it, it, I read the article. Basically, Zuckerberg's pissed because back in March, um, Tim Cook uh, shit all over Zuckerberg and Facebook, and I totally love Tim Cook's position. And Zuckerberg, I think, is pissed. We'll show them. We won't use their iPhones here at Facebook. So it is a hundred percent childish. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I, I think so. I mean, I mean, I'm just reading between the lines there, of course. Um, though the article did point out something called the blind spot. So most developers have iPhones, that, according to the article. I don't know how they know that. And it's funny data, because Kevin, big data. That's how. <laughs> There you go. But there are more Android users in the world than there are iOS. Um, so it's funny because the developers <laughs> don't really use the main product that, that they're building for, which is creating a bit of a, a development blind spot out there. So, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I also thought it was very childish of Mr. Zuckerberg to kind of pout about it. Um, I, I think he's in a bad spot. He's like, wait a second. We're one of these companies that make so much money selling data porn. Quick guys, let's come up with a reason why this is good and just and not just complete, you know, a vice because I think it totally is. So I don't know. That's all I got. So we've talked about a couple of things here tonight already that we've actually covered in the past. And it seems like the news is just kind of catching up with some things that we were talking about. Remember, yes. remember way back when we've been doing this for, we've talked about this last week, almost, uh, almost a year now. We're coming up on that year anniversary really quick. Um, we talked about the robot dog from Boston Dynamics a long time ago. Talked about oh, yeah. all the Boston Dynamic robots and how freaky they are. They have been uh, very much in the news again lately because they're constantly teaching them new skills. But I think that the video that I've been seeing looks a lot like the stuff that we were showing you know, almost a year ago. But somehow they're staying in the news cycle. So... I, Whoever does Boston Dynamics PR is doing a bang-up job. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how they're making money. Who are they selling things to? Are they government-funded? Are they VC? I don't know. They must have been... Uh, they, I don't know. They, maybe, maybe they're just uh, uh, what trust fund-funded kind of thing. Parkour, yeah, the Atlas robot doing some parkour that video was just released by boston dynamics on october 11th and then uptown spot doing a dance so they're doing all kinds of oh yep and the jumping atlas so yeah they're just they're just pumping out the content just to promote these robots it'd be pretty awesome to work probably for like spacex or if if boston dynamics is the same it's like guys we're gonna put something in orbit or we're going to create these cool robots and we have no idea how to do it, but we have money and, and let's come up with a plan. Do it. Oh shit. I just found out why they're still in the news cycle. Why? Uh, SoftBank bought Boston dynamics from Google. It's been over a year since we heard that Google's parent company alphabet wanted to sell its robotics company. And now it has a buyer, but that was in, that was in June of last year. So they were owned by Alphabet. That's so funny. I did not know that. Nor did I. Do, 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 do. The more you know. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. 
All right. What does that leave on, on the list? Do we, we forget anything? I don't know. I think we've ripped through the docket. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, another week of dropping some of the LBs and getting in a little bit better shape. This, this little challenge thing has been a, a great motivator. Oh, for sure. I, I'm super pumped that we've come up with this idea. It's good to have a challenge. It's good to have that quantifiable goal. It's good to have somebody to compete against. So it is good. Our yes. first big test coming up in a week and a day. Oh. I think I've got the edge on you, Bob, because I can. I think I can eat like a a bird and just some throw some turkey in and avoid the other stuff. Yeah, but you know what's awesome is I can eat all the turkey and veggies I want. Mr. Keto. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of other landmines though around that turkey and keto or turkey and veggies. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, Rice Krispie treats are usually my like soft spots, and there's usually a big like pyramid of them. Oh my gosh, I shouldn't talk about them. <laughs> we keep it we keep it pretty traditional with the uh, desserts on Thanksgiving. Pretty much just your pumpkin pie and uh, whipped cream. So I'm gonna have to argue with my family on why I'm not just loading up the plate i want to be like well you see i have to buy a trophy if i lose are they gonna ask (laughs) are they gonna be like what's up kevin why are you not eating yeah you know totally totally i will be the skinniest one in the room for sure (laughs) hope hope your family's not listening to the show (laughs) (laughs) so they will all be you know competing for you know belt sizes i will be trying to go the other way and so will we or won't we record Wednesday? I'm not really going anywhere, so. I am not going anywhere either. Okay. So well, maybe. It look, so, so maybe. It's a strong, <laughs> strong maybe right now. It's a definite maybe. And this is uh, episode 24, is that right? Uh, yeah, and I have a short week next week. I'm assuming you do too. And we have Black Friday next week and Cyber Monday after that. And so... Well, we'll cover those on the following week's episode for sure. That's true. I wonder, will I get anything? Hmm. Oh, you will. Yeah, I got to figure out what uh, what I want slash need that's move-worthy because I don't want to buy something I'm not going to move. Oh, very good. That's right. Uh, did you just leak some information there for our viewer or our listeners? Have we ever mentioned this before? I feel like we talked about it last week, but maybe we didn't. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully this yeah. summer. Yeah. So uh, let me be a little more specific. Bob is uh, moving to Antarctica, and <laughs> it should be in the summer. No, I'm in Antarctica now. It was like 14 degrees when I woke up here this morning. It's ridiculous. It was cold. Well, uh, any reason to uh, help you go to where you're going is, um, you know, motivation for me. So remember, I will be at your house ready with the U-Haul. Yes, we can uh, drop the location. I'll be moving to somewhere in the mountains of Colorado this summer. So Rocky Mountain High. Rocky Mountain High. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right. more ways than one. <laughs> Good stuff, Bob. All right. So you want to wrap up with anything in particular? Nope. But I think you need to bring it. It's time to bring the lightning.